Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 17th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying Isaiah chapters 40 through 49. So I look forward to next week, but for now, let's finish off this week, kind of where we ended yesterday. I'd like to pick it up there again. Yesterday, remember, we talked about that beautiful prophecy of the coming forth of the Book of Mormon. And then we ended up talking about the marvelous work and how the greatest testimony of the Book of Mormon is the marvelous work that the gospel of Jesus Christ does in our lives. However, I think it's amazing that here in the beginning part of Isaiah, Isaiah is prophesying and testifying of the destruction of Jerusalem quite a bit. He's talking about the scattering that happens through unrighteousness. And I love here in chapter 29, it's almost like the solution is presented for the wickedness and the evil and the unrighteousness that's happening in the world. And the solution is the coming forth of the Book of Mormon and the restoration of the gospel. Truly a marvelous work and a wonder to bring people back to God. Now it's interesting because if I were to ask you, how is the gospel a marvelous work in your life? I'm sure that you would have lots of different things to tell me, all the things that the gospel of Jesus Christ does for you. Things like the peace and the comfort of the doctrine, the comfort knowing that our families can be together forever, the binding link that we have to God through covenants because of proper priesthood authority. There are so many different marvelous works that the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us. However, the coming forth of the gospel of Jesus Christ isn't just meant to be a marvelous work for members of the church alone or for believers. The restoration of the gospel truly is a marvelous work and a wonder for the entire world. It's interesting because before the restoration of the gospel, before Joseph Smith was called as a prophet, there were thousands of years without priesthood authority, without revelation, without living prophets and apostles on the earth. But as soon as that happened, as soon as God opened the heavens again and began to speak to prophets and apostles, as soon as that revelation began again, as soon as proper priesthood authority was restored to the earth, marvelous works and wonderful things began to happen. Think of the innovations, the technologies, the modern medicine, all of those incredible things that have happened since revelation was restored to the earth again. It's my belief that those amazing things that have come forth since the restoration of the gospel is because of revelation, because the heavens are opened again. Not only that, and this is probably just interesting to me because I love Latin American history, but within 10 years of 1820, within 10 years of the beginning of the restoration of the gospel, every single Latin American country received their independence from Spain, which opened the door for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be spread in Latin America. Think how strong the gospel is in these Latin American countries and what a blessing it was for them to receive their independence. Truly, that alone is also a marvelous work and a wonder. My friends, as you go throughout your day-to-day, think, how is the gospel a marvelous work and a wonder to me? Several years ago, President Benson gave a talk called A Marvelous Work and a Wonder. 
Now, near the beginning of this talk, he's going to give a few statistics about how many members there are and how many countries we're in. And even the growth sense when he gave this talk is marvelous and wonderful. So keep in mind, he's going to give those stats. But today's stats are, according to the last stats that we were given in 2021, there are 16,663,663 members of the church worldwide. We are in 160 plus countries, not to mention however many more temples there are and stakes and congregations worldwide. So even the growth of the church since this talk has been given is just marvelous and sings as a testimony of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. But here's what President Benson says. Seven centuries before the birth of Christ, Isaiah foresaw and foretold the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in these latter days. He declared it would be a marvelous work and a wonder to all mankind. When Jesus appeared to the Nephites in America, he confirmed the prophecy of Isaiah in these words, For my sake shall my Father work a work which shall be a great and a marvelous work among the people of the land of America in the last days. April 6, 1830, in the state of New York, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had its beginning in this dispensation, a beginning that went largely unnoticed by the world. A small number of men and women, including the prophet Joseph Smith, gathered in the home of Peter Whitmer Sr. to witness and participate in the official organization of the church. Today, there are over four and one-half million members in 81 countries. We now look in retrospect on 150 years of the history of the church and are led to exclaim with Isaiah, truly the work is marvelous and wonderful. That the church of Jesus Christ would have an inconspicuous beginning and then enjoy phenomenal growth was likewise predicted. Jesus used the comparison of the small mustard seed to describe the early beginning of his church. But eventually, he declared that insignificant seed would become a great tree and many would find refuge in its branches. The prophet Daniel described the beginning and remarkable growth of the church as a small stone which would become a great mountain and fill the entire earth. As men have attempted to assess the church at a given period of time, in many instances, they have not been able to see its forward movement and potential. The growth of the church, like the growth of grass or trees, has been almost imperceptible to the eye. But little by little, line upon line, precept by precept, the church has matured. Yes, as we indulge in retrospect after 150 years of existence, we rejoice and declare the progress has been marvelous and wonderful. We thank the Lord for his merciful blessing. We do not hesitate to ascribe the success and progress of the church to his omnipotent direction. But now what of the future? We assuredly expect additional progress, growth, and increased spirituality. We will see our missionaries cover the earth with the message of the restoration. We will see temples in every land where the gospel has penetrated, symbolizing the truth that families, living and deceased, may be joined together in love and eternal family association. But we must also be reminded that there will be ever-present efforts to obstruct the work. In 1845, the Quorum of the Twelve issued an epistle to the heads of state in the world. I quote from one paragraph, as this work progresses, in its onward course, 
and becomes more and more an object of political and religious interest and excitement. No king, ruler, or subject, no community or individual will stand neutral. All will at length be influenced by one spirit or the other and will take side either for or against the kingdom of God. That day is now here. Opposition has and will be the lot of the saints of the kingdom in any age. The finger of scorn has been pointed at us in the past, and we may expect it in the future. We also expect to see men in high places defend the church. There will also be pharaohs who know neither Joseph nor his brethren. The seed planted and watered in 1830 has now matured to a fully grown tree for all to see. Never before in our 150-year history has there been greater need for faithfulness among our members. Now is the time for all who claim membership in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to stand firm and demonstrate their allegiance to the kingdom of God. It cannot be done as a critic or as an idle spectator on the sideline. This is the time to answer the rally cry of our Father, who's on the Lord's side, who. Now is the time to show. We ask it fearlessly, who's on the Lord's side, who. I love to hear how much the church has grown and changed in its time since the Restoration. And I love to hear the prophecies of modern-day prophets about where the church will go. And it feels so relevant to hear President Benson speak of trial and opposition and hardship that will come as we seek to build God's kingdom and as we seek to live true to our covenants. The church is growing because it is a marvelous work and a wonder done by God alone. The adversary knows that and he is raging against it. But remember the words of Joseph Smith that no unhallowed hand can stop the work from progressing. This is God's work. And it is marvelous and wonderful. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Anson.